Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Caffeinated Conversations, where all our conversations are fueled by a lot of caffeine. You're joined today by your hosts, Marissa and Sabrina. And today we got an interesting topic. I mean, every day is an interesting topic, but today we will be talking about how what we are, what we project. But first, you know, we have to go back to our classic, um, you know, what are we drinking? What's our coffee of the day, Sabrina? I am drinking an oat milk latte. Yum. But I'm just going to say it's freaking terrible. What? <laughs> no, because maybe I have... you're buying the wrong oat milk. I am. <laughs> I um I cut out dairy because like I went to the cottage on the weekend and I felt like absolute shit because we had like buns and cheese and like all this stuff and mm, I felt oh, disgusting. God. So I was like maybe I'll do like a detox of like all that yeah. inflammatory kind of foods. But this is like the no like it's the oat milk that has like no sugar no nothing it's not <laughs> oh, the barista why. oat milk ah okay okay it's just the unsweetened plain yeah no one yeah okay <laughs> that's fair that's why it i tried like to fun. steam this like what a waste of time <laughs> it doesn't steam and no. you have to get the barista style ones i want to say oatly might steam i don't know i haven't tried it but i really enjoy drinking the oatly brand on its own tastes phenomenal delicious mm-hmm. oat milk haven't tried steaming it though but the Pacific oat milk brand or Pacific series is like the barista series steams beautifully. You get really good uh, microphone with that. I have a question though. Like do, when you steam oat milk, do you have to bring it to a lower temperature than a regular? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, yes. I know for, for a fact, almond milk, you do steam a little bit lower. Uh, so I want to say oat milk, you could probably bring it to like one, one third. Like I usually go with hot, like homo milk until I can't really touch it yeah I can't touch it yeah I would steam it a little bit less than that just because you know with with non-dairy milks you don't want to scorch it they scorch a lot faster um so and it's harder to get the right consistency so heat them slightly cooler good to know yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, I made myself a mini cappuccino um I just had my little milk frother like usual (laughs) and I made like a lot of foam so I'm like hey cappuccino with cinnamon on top why not my second coffee of the day and i might need a third because i'm exhausted you know what cinnamon might have helped this <laughs> a little bit cinnamon always saves the day i put it on top of everything especially because i'm trying to slowly cut sugar out of my life it's not going very well because i'm a baker so i only eat sugar but i'm like you know what at least with my coffees have no sugar <laughs> put yeah. some cinnamon on top Cut it out I, that way. I'm really bad with adding sugar to my coffee anyways. Like, so I, I use Splenda, which isn't any better, but it's mm-hmm. easier for me to control the sweetness because sugar, it's like, it's not enough. Exactly. <laughs> There's no between. <laughs> but anyways, let's get started on today's topic mm-hmm. of projection. So we are what we project. And projection refers to the to unconsciously taking unwanted emotions or traits you don't like about yourself and attributing them to someone else. So I like to say projection is very much a mirror. Like we see it all the time on social media. So Marissa, like, is there any ways that projection has um, affected your life or maybe in regards to yourself onto other people or people onto yourself? Have you experienced Um, any 
Yeah, so I'd like to say that um, projection has kind of affected my life pretty much daily, um, especially when it comes to the work that I do. Like the biggest example has definitely been in class and, you know, uh, just doing the baked goods that we're doing. For example, like today was chocolate and I feel like I project a lot of my insecurities. I will look around the room and I was going to sound terrible. <laughs> look around the room and I judge everyone so much and I'm like why am I doing this just so I can make myself feel better because I hate what I do I'm just like oh that flower doesn't look very good oh that mm, that's also not very good <laughs> just completely blindsided about your own piece <laughs> no, but I just like I have to like look at someone else's and then remember and be like okay but yours is also shit so why are you dissing someone else's you know like yours isn't any better it's just I just feel so insecure about it even though like I'm getting like top grades and stuff but I'm always just like you could do better you could always do better <laughs> I don't know yeah it is it's a weird thing we also hope no one in my class is listening to this you're all doing wonderful <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just an asshole it just <laughs> happens in my head that I, I have to look at someone else's and compare mine to theirs like <laughs> it just it just happens like I'm just so sad about the work that I'm doing and it's just you know you need to like be like okay but like that one's eh, five out of ten maybe maybe mine's a six out of ten yeah <laughs> like no and it's common and it's like it's it's everywhere but mm-hmm. I don't think I I really don't think like you do it in a bad sense some people will take it to like a next level and yeah like, no it definitely not because that's like almost like a like our ego our self-doubt mm-hmm. kind of just like put in our minds but like people will literally go out of their way to like find something wrong in somebody and let them know and bring them down oh yeah well which that I would never do it's always in my head but it's always more of the like oh my god like also you know if theirs is really good I'm like oh my god like that is stunning like why doesn't mine look like that why can't I have this skill like how did they make their so perfect but you also know they're having the same mindset as you where they're just like oh my god I hate that line that I put right there or like that flower I should have moved it a little bit to the left like we all see the negativity in our work you know we're all projecting these insecurities unfortunately it's something kind of hard to get around yeah I feel like I sound like an asshole <laughs> no 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 one not knows me will listen to this anyways <laughs> goes viral no, it's okay and it's well it's normal anyways like yeah, we all do like it. we all compare especially, okay, especially. Like, uh, like body like I have such a I think I'm better but like I definitely um compare myself to other people and like I don't think I'm I look fit enough, even though I go to the gym every single day. Mm -hmm. And then like, I'm definitely a words of affirmation person. So I need a lot of like acknowledgement. Like, yeah, you're doing, you look great. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But I still don't believe it. (laughs) I think I'm realizing that I think I might also be words of affirmation. (laughs) It's because, like, oh, my God, I was working on my chocolate showpiece, and my teacher was just like, yeah, it's okay. And I was like, what do you mean it's just okay? I need to hear that it's good. Yeah. <laughs> and it broke me. He's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's and you know, it's all right. I was just like, okay. Lie to me. Yeah, but then if they told me it was good, I'd be like, you liar. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Like, you totally would do that. <laughs> So I'm like, there's no winning with me, apparently. Like, either you tell me the truth or you lie, I still won't believe you. 
Yeah. But I do like to hear that I'm doing like a good job. Like I like to have someone acknowledge like, yeah, you did that right. That looks really good. You just need to adjust it here and here. I and feel like I that's a lot if I don't of people, get that, it hurts a little. <laughs> I feel like that would be a lot of millennials because like we're now going into like this new age of like really like being nice to people. I guess yeah, like exactly. uh, acknowledge empathy, maybe. Or or we all become snowflakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's just like, well, because like, I I I guess I didn't hear like my, I guess for me, I always need to be busy with working and stuff. And for me mm-hmm. to take a break is really hard. I'm really hard on myself. And maybe, maybe that's my kind of projection. Like, is this like, I don't understand how, like, this is going to sound bad, but like, I don't <laughs> understand how people like can't find work or do get a job. Like, which sounds really bad but like for myself no, that's it's fair. because I like I can always find ways to make money because mm-hmm. I just I'm a hustler like I need to keep going but it's also I will go into the point where I'm physically sick and right. I've been in the hospital because I'm overworked and then all of a sudden I'm sick of like mm-hmm. when I got meningitis like who the hell just gets meningitis yeah, out of nowhere and I was just overworking myself and my body was like couldn't like take a break beat sickness kind of thing you know like mm-hmm. it's like I was working so so much where when I would get sick I would get really sick either I wasn't sick or I was really sick <laughs> right but I guess that's me is and then like last year when I took over my my dad's business I was really really hard on myself and I would like project at my mom like like I wasn't doing good enough. Like I need to make more money. And like my mom, and then my mom would be sitting there like free, like stressing out, but it's not her for her to stress out. So yeah. like, she would also help me calm down. She's like, you just need to like take it as a day because I wouldn't even, it would be like Sunday scaries and I would be freaking out about the week that I wouldn't be able to get it done. Yeah. Or get my everything done. And then it would happen and it would just be like, I, Another I week. did it like, like that yeah. was easy what like what was I freaking out about but then come the next Sunday it was the exact same thing mm-hmm. like I don't like I think that is one of my projection like I'm just I very but but it also came from like my dad coming from like Poland as he was grew up very poor like really poor like we have a picture of where he was living and it was just like a a hay they were sleeping on like hay and like mm. <laughs> it's just like a barn but when he was growing up his family told us that he always wanted more so he would go make money so he can buy good sausage or good like yeah. food for him because that's what he wanted but his parents couldn't supply it so he was always wanting more and then he eventually got to come to Canada and he was always doing that here like he was always working always working and then he would my mom he my mom couldn't work because she was legally blind but she was still a stay-at-home mom for like three kids that were all like 11 months apart like twins and my other brother were only 11 months apart it was basically triplets Mm -hmm. but like sometimes my dad would work so hard I think he like thought he was the only one that could like make money for the house so like or like he had to do it all himself like and then he would project it onto my mom. Like, but I always find that the easiest people 
for us to project our inse- our insecurities at, at or are the ones that we love because oh, yeah, it's almost 100%. like we use them as a punching bag. Mm-hmm. And I had this realization when I was a sous chef and I was overworking myself and I was just like working like 15 plus hour days and doing nothing for myself. I was, I wasn't, wasn't working out and I love working out and I just became miserable. And then on my days off, when my parents wanted to see me, I would get mad at them because I would, I was tired. Like, mm-hmm. and why don't you understand that I'm tired? Like I've just worked and like, I'm like, <laughs> I just had this like epiphany. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why am I getting mad at them? Like, that's they're not the problem is why am I doing this to myself yeah like why am I pushing myself to the point where I'm not happy like what am what am yeah, I exactly. making this money for <clears throat> like I'm not doing anything with it like I'm just miserable mm-hmm. and then we went to Australia <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then we burnt out and uh, moved countries yeah so like I, <laughs> that was a, had been a big stressor on me and still is but I think I'm a lot better at it I have to take moments to like pause and be like okay like you've done like so much it's okay like <laughs> to take okay a to take, take a, a break, break. <laughs> yeah yeah that definitely rest. is one of one of your biggest issues is you can't take a break yeah you don't know what a break is yeah like it's crazy but I guess it's like I'm growing up in a family that with um uh, money insecurity mm-hmm. Um, like my dad was always looking to make money kind of thing Mm -hmm. that's now it's almost like that's fair it's like ingrained in you yeah yeah (laughs) so it's just like oh I gotta make money (laughs) (laughs) and it is obviously we have to make money because but gas is fucking two dollars (laughs) two (laughs) dollars it'd be nice to be working from home (laughs) yeah seriously like jealous of all those people yeah for real now like they if they were told to go back in the office like be like nope i'm sorry do you see the price of gas yeah nobody going anywhere are you gonna give me like a two i don't know like an eight dollar day raise (laughs) yeah literally (laughs) so i want to talk about like memories or moments of projection from other people onto us that have stuck with us kind of thing I guess for me growing up I was a very like chubby kid we talked about it before it was hard because my twin brother was always a skinny (laughs) as a toothpick but I had this one bully in elementary school Ben and he would he would make fun of me for my weight and he one time he went to my brother and he was like like why are you skinny and your sister's fat I just never understood like why he was like so mean to me because he wasn't skinny himself mm-hmm. and then now that I look back on it I remember when he was he was doing he was playing football in elementary school and not for us but like for an outside team and his, his parents it sounded like like for me now that I think about it I think he had a lot of pressure on his parents to be good at football to the point where he one time he was on a cabbage soup diet. So this pressure for him to lose weight just to be good at football was probably brewing in him like of like 100%. his weight was not good for football. So he had to be on this diet. 
that his mm-hmm. parents are putting him on. So he took all that like manifestation of like, uh, my weight's not good enough and threw it at me. <laughs> so like I was just She's getting so bullied, <laughs> bullied for my weight. And like, yeah, I wasn't like the skinniest, but like, what? Like, <laughs> shit, like, don't have to tell me every day. I already know. I know, right? <laughs> Kids are mean. Yeah. I also got bullied for my weight when I was younger, like for a good chunk of time. I, I remember this one girl, she would bully me at school and then we would go home and then she'd go on MSN and be like, you fat cow on MSN. Oh my God. <laughs> be like, okay. <laughs> and one day my family found me crying in front of the computer she was like, I was so hurt by this I was literally just sat in front of the computer sobbing and no one knew what was going on because like I never spoke about being bullied but eventually I told my mom the truth that she went right to school and got the girl in trouble <laughs> a real protector but then the irony of this whole, whole thing was like maybe like the year later I became the bully <laughs> Oh like no. I joined I joined another pack of kids and we started bullying this other girl who I was actually friends with but because I wanted to be cool and like I was like projecting my own insecurities how like oh they used to call me fat now I'm gonna make fun of this other girl who has glasses I'm gonna join them and like we would pick on her so bad and I I still feel guilty about it to this day because me and her were close like we were really good friends mm. and then I just turned on her because suddenly I be, was like okay with the, the cooler cool kids group. yeah the cooler group I'm like wow like I'm such an asshole I <laughs> like hope making I hope my kids the, never cool I know <laughs> And the worst part is, like, my mom used to do her mom's hair. So then her mom would come over and tell my mom. And they'd be like, yeah, she's been really mean to Megan and, and stuff. And we don't know what's going on. Like, I thought they were friends. And then I would get in trouble and be like, my mom would be like, don't you know how that felt? You were crying last year about being bullied. Now you're the bully. True. Like, Good job, mom. I was sad. <laughs> <laughs> I was insecure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was ruthless apparently it was terrible I don't really I don't really remember like I think well I was very much a protector of my brothers like I beat up their bullies because <laughs> Jeremy got picked on a lot I remember and then I there was one day where I walked out on recess and I seen this guy Hector like pushing my brother up against the fence bullying him I just like this adrenaline came over me and I just threw what I had and I ran at him and I jumped on the guy's back and I started oh punching God. him in the head. I was like, leave my brother alone. <laughs> <laughs> and he never touched him again. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, he used to like go into the bathroom and like um bully my brother. Oh. In the so my Jeremy was like scared to go to school. That's so sad. And you were just like, no, 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 I got this. Yeah. And then Michael, Hold my water. <laughs> Michael would get like, uh, like people would make fun of him for being disabled. And then I would mm-hmm. like lose it on them. Like, oh man, God, that's a lot to have on you as a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is why we are how we are. <laughs> yeah, very protective. Another form of projection that I have found within I'm going to base this in the restaurant industry but I'm sure it can be um, 
identified in other industries as well is lack of knowledge is usually projected as as power tripping I either like to call these um I like to call these chefs clipboard chefs <laughs> because um in these these chefs also they don't teach you they tell you what to do Mm-hmm. So if you don't know what to do, like as a cook or something, if, if you have a question about a dish or a sauce or anything and you ask this kind of chef um, how to do it, they'll usually knock you down a bit. Like, like, oh, like you don't know that kind of thing or like, right. like make you feel stupid. Like you should know it, even though you're a cook and you're still learning everything. Like you might not know exactly, but they'll also like, just like oh figure it out or just get it done like they won't actually teach you so I like to say there's different chefs in there's chefs that'll teach you what to do and those chefs that will tell you what to do and I had this one he was a sous chef at the time I thought I mean I've had a couple but like this this one guy specifically would walk around the kitchen terrorizing everybody just like losing his shit for some reason like he would just like go around like cutting everybody up like really just like making everybody look stupid like oh like basically I can do better than that like like but prove it like he wouldn't do any work either (laughs) they walk around with a clipboard looking busy so they don't actually have to do any work hate those people working on food and if they do it's like this one small little thing and they try to like glorify it like it's (laughs) Oh, it's disgusting. Like, and I had this other chef that would like always talk about his past on, oh, well, I've worked at this place and I did stocks for two, like stocks, like, you know, like chicken bones. Yeah. Like broth. Yeah. Like I had to do stock for two years at school restaurant in Toronto before I could do blah, blah, blah. Like, cool it's because you're shit <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, this guy was like the worst he would he was our sous chef and he had no creativity whatsoever and we would get all this nice like like nice product like um clams from like spain and like little neck clams you get sardines we get all this like beautiful like fresh seafood in and it came time for him to do uh, like a special of the day. Mm-hmm. And like it was these beautiful clams. And like it took him four hours to come up with a dish for just like a tapas, like a little tapas with these Jesus. clams. Four hours? To not even do the dish. Oh, God. <laughs> he reverted back to a special that we just kept doing. So it's not even like it's a special. And I was trying to give them ideas. Like, I was like, yo, render out the chorizo and then cook these clams. And like, it was corn season as well. So I was like, we can have corn in it and just have like a, the nice clam broth with all these things and just put it out. Like, it's like, just keep it simple. And he was like pickling all these things and like putting all these things on it. I didn't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a waste. Oh, God. What and the he heck? always project, projected everybody. Like, I think his like his wife was very much the the breadwinner in the family. Mm-hmm. He would come into work and start cutting up his wife, and oh, and like his wife just had like two babies, 
and he was calling her a whale at work he was like what? he was calling her fat and like everything and to us we don't even know this person yeah and he Jesus. was just like making her look bad but yet this woman is probably supporting your ass because like we don't get paid a lot here bro yeah oh that's <laughs> ruthless like, oh the restaurant industry is very very toxic that's why i would never survive <laughs> like and this this chef's in in particular, I found out he went to another restaurant that was new at the, and I knew somebody that was working there. And this person, it was a Spanish restaurant as well. And I knew the exposed man, won't you? <laughs> I, I knew the sous chef well, there. And I was like, what's the chef's name? And he told me. And I was like, oh, good luck with that one. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't end up, it was he, he didn't change apparently. Like I, oh. I explained how this, guy was how he worked and then after they confirmed that he was exactly the same and they oh, ended up man. firing him <laughs> oh they fired him jeez yeah it's like damn and i had again like another when this was when i was early in the restaurant industry mm-hmm. well i i guess i was like a few years in but i went to buy mark restaurant and i'm just gonna say that is the most toxic restaurant i've ever worked in in my life what's it called by mark by mark, mark? McEwen. I don't even oh. give a fuck about Mark McEwen. <laughs> Mark McEwen would walk in, not say hi to anybody, but we're yet we're running your fucking business for you. Like mm. he's a piece of shit. And oh, I hate people like that. Oh, he would walk in with his suit, his fucking nice Italian leather shoes on, no socks, like get out of the kitchen, Ew. leather face. Why is that literally like the <sighs> managers and owner of the Australian restaurant I worked or cafe that I worked at? Uh, walks in doesn't say hi (laughs) oh and then the chef i watched the chef slap a guy across the face oh my god backhand slap across a guy backhand slap this guy across the face and i'm just like what the fuck like how is this that's not okay workplace harassment much and then and then the sous chef (laughs) that wasn't even the bad part the sous chef was the worst part of that restaurant Hmm. this guy Bubba he like he he just wanted to make everybody's life miserable and although he didn't bully me I had to experience it on a daily with him projecting his own insecurities at everybody Mm -hmm. through calling people this one guy this I felt so bad for this guy every day this guy would have to come into work and get called fat oh geez like all day and then if that wasn't enough to break him, like Bubba was out to make you break. Yeah. Out to make somebody break that day. It's like, like someone's going to cry today. And he would always pick on this guy, call him fat. And then if that didn't break him, he would resort to calling the guy's girlfriend who didn't even work with us. So didn't really know this girl. He would start calling her fat, call her a whale. And I just, one day I turned around and fucking lost it. I was like, does this make you feel good? Like, do you feel better after you yell at these people? Like, yeah, like bring these people down. Like, does it make you wrong with you? I was like, what happened in your childhood that you now have to bully everybody? I've just Mm -hmm. lost it. I couldn't listen to it anymore. It was so awful to be around. Like the energy was just, I lasted, I think five or six months at that restaurant. I was like, Oh "Oh, geez, really? But my, my executive sous chef, 
my executive, oh, I don't even know what he was. He was a really good chef. He was very quiet, soft-spoken, liked to teach. And I just went to him and was like, listen, I was like, I will work for you anywhere, anywhere else but here. But here. (laughs) I got to go. He's like, I understand. (laughs) Oh, man. That's bad when even he knows that it's awful. Yeah, it is. The restaurant industry is hard. Sounds promising. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I've experienced a lot with uh, pastry chefs as well. I mean, uh, that's why I plan on working for myself because I am a snowflake. <laughs> I will cry. I will cry instantly. Oh, <laughs> and someone says you're not doing that wrong, right? Hell, I cry at placement when I make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that's just internship. I'm not even getting paid. I'm free labor. I messed up. And they're like, yeah, you got to do that again. I started crying secretly. Luckily, the mask hides it all. <laughs> Does it? That doesn't cover yeah, your eyes. The te- I mean, it doesn't, but but the mask is so high up on your nose, right? That your tears <laughs> just go underneath it. So I'm just like openly sobbing as the, as the mask catches my tears as I redo my mistake. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm a little baby. <laughs> Although this is kind of like totally sidetracked, but I was thinking about like other insecurities that I project. I mean, this is a big one with me. <laughs> Definitely still like body image for just like when it comes to like, uh, like what's it called? Attraction to other people, I guess. Or if I'm not getting attention, I'm very jealous because of how insecure I am. You've, you've had this first experience. Most of my friends have had this first, first experience where like if they're getting attention from a guy and I'm like, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did that so, so much in university that it was embarrassing. Like I would get mad at my friend for getting attention I'd be like what is wrong with me I'd be yelling at them I'd be like how dare you have that boy hit on you how dare you be pretty (laughs) I had like me and my one friend like we had that very toxic relationship like we both did some pretty terrible things to each other but I remember this one drunk night she went home with a boy I think or something like that or like she was like flirting with someone I can't really remember but anyways my drunk ass came home I got a stack of post-it notes and wrote like mean words on every single post-it note being like you bitch you're ugly like I hate you and what? I, I put them all across her body like the asshole that I am and then she woke up with all these post-its on the floor and she was just like what happened and I'm like I don't know <laughs> who was in our house <laughs> who did such a terrible thing I'm oh, like why was I so insecure like I was evil like I was so miserable with myself that I needed to bring other people down with me I was just like I fucking hate myself so you're gonna hate yourself too oh my yeah that is the epitome of projection (laughs) yeah yeah I was very toxic in university and I've I've realized that I was not in a good spot I mean I'm definitely not in a great spot but I'm definitely not like that anymore to the point where I'm like picking on my friends for being pretty like what (laughs) (laughs) like I was and and the thing is I would only pick on select ones that I knew that I could like 
pick on per se like there's this one friend like I could never fight her because like you know she's a badass bitch like she'll fucking say it back to me you know you know I could she she could fight me but like I want to say the weak ones but the ones that I perceived that I could fight oh my god <laughs> I would fucking go ham <laughs> so there's like three friends that I have like cast the fuck out because I'm just such an evil person <laughs> so sorry to those friends I love you dearly I was in a very negative mindset and very sad with myself (laughs) it wasn't you it was me damn post-it notes (laughs) yeah the post-it notes and I remember that vividly being like what did I just do but how did she react (laughs) she was pretty upset with me but she was also hungover shit so like it was kind of you know (laughs) it was more of a like what the hell but also bro i'm hungover yo <laughs> like, not, are you friends with that girl still uh we don't talk that much anymore because she's in budapest so oh wow yeah. yeah but you know we were we were close-ish but i think we realized that we were both toxic for each other so we're like we're friends from a distance you know yeah I we, we fought a lot especially when we lived together like it was three of us we the three of us fought all the time that's when we quickly realized we cannot live together we do not mesh well together oh that's let's talk about toxic roommates (laughs) (laughs) oh i i feel like we should have an episode on like worst roommates (laughs) but But none of my roommates were that bad i feel like i mean i had one who was like semi-creepy but that's kind of it (laughs) <laughs> and it almost sounds like a projection but like no it was really bad but like to the point where I'm just going to talk it about it in like a projection uh aspect of it because like it got to the point where I'd come home after I dread to go home after work I would plan how I was going to get my snack and go into my room without seeing her Mm-hmm. it would just be there waiting to tell me what's wrong who's done what why they're the worst person why they're the problem and it was just like draining as fuck I think yeah. you remember how like I was oh yeah 100%. So over it like it was just like oh, it's like every person was wrong like something was always wrong with somebody but it was never her, like never her, her problem, like whether it was like her last, her ex-husband or some new dude she was talking about or talking to, like, but I always had to hear it. And it was like work after working a 12 hour day, coming home to like hearing that, like the energy was just so bad. And I was like, I would leave super early I, I, but that benefit that benefited me because then I started liking waking up early <laughs> but like I would be wake up Silver early lining. could be out of the house before she would get up and then I would try and sneak home and not be seen <laughs> like it was and that and was like, like a she, year right sorry it was a year that you lived with her no yeah about that yeah it's a long so. time to deal with maybe, that yeah maybe a year just over a year yeah Mm -hmm. um but it was uh and it was she had this weird need to be wanted by every man man. like it didn't matter who the man was Mm -hmm. if it was her type or anything but like if if there was a man in the room that man 
needed to like her. She I remember approval. that. Yeah. You remember that? <laughs> I remember that. I only remember that one. Well, I obviously I can't go into too much detail, but just the one time that I was there and there was another person there, so, you know, our friend. Yeah. <laughs> it was clear. It was clear like, as day. Uh, I full, I warned him. I know. <laughs> he learned himself. Yeah, exactly. But it was just very strange. Like, and, but it helped me reflect, like, am I, because I definitely, I think I would do that, like, almost, but not to the, that extent. But like, I would, it's not like I, I wanted everybody to like me. I would make, I would mention, like, oh, I think that person, like, might like me or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, she took to the point, like, it was strange. It was very strange to be around. And like, I started reflecting on myself. I'm like, am I projecting anything that like, isn't like, doesn't look, look good. Like, you know, (laughs) on me, like it it really helped me like re being in that toxic environment really helped me like, um, look into myself more and like, understand like, what I want or what make sure I'm not projecting something that could possibly like hurt other people because she also didn't have any friends to like go to you know Mm -hmm. because she cut off everybody it's not like she cut off any everybody I think everybody left and then she would tell me these stories on how they were the in the wrong and like all these exes she had she would tell me all these crazy ass stories like of what happened that were all nuts but apparently it was always the other person mm-hmm. and i'm just like that find it hard to believe only <laughs> one common denominator in all these yeah. crazy fucking stories you know like it's <laughs> and at the time there was a dude that, that she was talking to in the room and i'm just looking at him like this is awkward. <laughs> are you hearing this <laughs> are you here right now like you should leave (laughs) yeah like but I oh my god I got out of that place block delete get out of my life I don't need it at least it was like a good learning experience it was like clockwork it got to the point where I understand her every I understood her every move and what Mm -hmm. move was to come next like it was it was I I knew exactly like it was really weird oh thank god like and there was also a projection of stability, which I think is another one where people talk about their money and how much they make. And it's like, cool, like I, I, power to everybody making good money, but to the point yeah. where you need to make it known. And I think that also comes maybe from growing up with, um, it might grow up with growing in it, growing up in an mental instability did I say mental I don't know why I said mental (laughs) I swear for you saying mental what I thought like mental instability (laughs) financial instability (laughs) but anyways like it's like projection need to know need to let you know that they're doing well yeah like almost like they have to prove something but you're mm-hmm. sitting there like 
cool story like good job <laughs> humble yourself bro <laughs> all right cool <laughs> you know it's like what's so, the point of but i think with that uh, uh, projection of stability um that also happened in that roommate living s- situation she would always feel the need to tell me how much she was making the about her um oh what's the what's the checks that child child support child support she would get checks she would tell me about her child support check she would tell mm-hmm. me about money she'd get from the government like based on having a child like she would need to tell me all these things it's very yeah weird. I'm like I don't need to know this like <laughs> exactly like, most people keep finances like pretty much on the DL it's like not really something you just expose yeah but she would always but then she would always be impulsively buying things or like doing like procedures like she got lip tints and like um a bunch of a bunch of things like she would just and then impulsively bought a dog that she couldn't really take care of like without asking me first (laughs) as I was living there but like it was very strange and then when I went to go move out and I gave her my notice she started bawling her eyes out to me saying she couldn't afford the rent and I was like not my problem like yeah like again you like why are you why are you acting like this like why are you telling me all these things like so you would stay (laughs) but I was like it was just too like almost like too much information like I don't know some kind of weird projection but like it was really taking a toll on my mental health and I knew I needed to get out because I started projecting um we were both seeing somebody like I was seeing someone and she was seeing someone, but she would always tell me all these bad things about them to the point where I started not liking that person. And then I had mm-hmm. this realization. I was like, oh my God, like I had to sit down with her. I was like, listen, like you, you need to stop talking bad about him because you're making, you're painting a picture in my mind and I'm starting not look to like him. And if you're going to keep up having him come around, like, I don't think you want me not to like him. Yeah. Right so like I feel like we all have such a bad habit of doing that though like especially in relationships you always see the bad you'll never say the good so your friends Wait, always you might... hate them yeah it's true it's true <laughs> like we we don't mention like all the good things no <laughs> like, it's always like oh he did this today he he didn't take care of his laundry or whatever mm-hmm. but it's never like oh like he made me dinner today <laughs> yeah but I noticed that so I was like, well, I don't want, and a person I was seeing, I wasn't like seeing, seeing them, but like, um, I started doing that. And then I didn't, I was like, I don't want them. I don't want anybody to think he's a bad person because he's not a bad person. So why, why don't, I don't need to bring up anything like mm-hmm. that. And I just, now I'm very much aware, like, uh, if I'm with somebody, I don't want people to see the bad in them. Obviously if they're a bad person, yeah, then it's a like, different story. Because then also in toxic relationships, people might not say the bad and try and make them look good. Right, right. That's true. And the then, and then when the whole thing falls through, then they start bringing up like, uh, he was actually really bad to me. Like there was a lot of things that I didn't say um, because I didn't want people to think badly of them. Mm-hmm. So I guess it could go both ways, maybe which is another interesting topic because mm-hmm. 
yeah i just i just thought about that now it's like mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any other things to add in i don't think so now that i've i keep exposing myself in these podcasts like i'm like i'm a terrible person it's therapy <laughs> oh god you're like she's wild yeah she is <laughs> I, I used to be really miserable at work so I would project all this I would be mad that people were in a good mood like, I, mean, uh, I have definitely happy. felt that <laughs> it's too early to be happy like, <laughs> me though <laughs> yeah but now I'm very much I think I've very like I've shifted my mindset well happiness lot. used to make me angry <laughs> like why are you so happy fucking chill <laughs> Be miserable a little bit. Be miserable. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I would thrive on other people's sadness. <laughs> yeah. Like you're sad, good. <laughs> that makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At least I'm not as sad as you. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's terrible. You should probably yeah. go cry about it. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> but I've changed I swear I'm slightly happier now Woo! (laughs) we're in a process yeah it's a process but um I don't thrive on other people's sadness anymore or try to bring anyone else down because I definitely feel like I did that quite a bit in university who was always trying to bring the other person down which is awful yeah (laughs) what is wrong with me another thing it's like if like you're with somebody you want to like make them look bad so yeah, yeah we talked about that it's like basically yeah. like you want to make yourself look make good myself, I mean, look at me I'm so good bringing down exactly. this person so you can look exactly. at me <laughs> yeah. and that's what it was and yeah but you know but eventually you grow out of that and realize how stupid that was it doesn't make a difference I don't think you do people uh, I will like you can't you can't grow out of it yeah um like a lot of people will not grow out of that either oh like, yeah no for sure and that becomes your personality trait yeah <laughs> oh my god actually I have a client and her neighbor I, I apologize to my client because she has a neighbor like a really negative neighbor and I just took on this client in the winter and so far she's gotten like letters to her door because I make noise that's ridiculous and like I was like oh my god like I like I almost I'm questioning even having her as a spring client because of this neighbor yeah and it's not even her she's the sweetest person ever and I was like oh I'm really sorry you have neighbors like this she's like me too (laughs) how do you live like imagine having like, like a horrible neighbor like that always complaining about something dumb like that she actually told me that their tree lost a branch a big branch in a windstorm fell on her yeah. lawn and she told them and he was like oh it's your branch now like <laughs> buddy no it's not like what, <laughs> like, what? i would have i would have complained to the city after they complained no, no, no. He, he literally called the city on me on you, as a noise on complaint. You. yeah oh god and uh <laughs> but like it's just like they're really old too and I was like oh imagine Mm -hmm. and I started thinking I'm like imagine living your whole life miserable miserable like that and looking for every opportunity to make someone else miserable 
so you can have temporary enjoyment. <laughs> Why is that my dad? Be <laughs> 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 grumpy until he's fucking 90. <laughs> but like oh, it's man, but yeah, that's seriously. sad. It's sad. Like, it's like just, what is the point of that? Just you have one life, live it. Be happy about it, you know? Yeah, like appreciate there's, it. There's so many things to talk about with projection, but like I feel like we've covered quite a quite bit, a bit. Today. Yeah. I think so. We all found out that I'm horribly insecure now as well. <laughs> On top of mildly depressed, anxious. Now she's insecure. What qualities doesn't she have? Woo! <laughs> so stay tuned for I'm the next single chapter. and ready to mingle. <laughs> She's still single. <laughs> Secretly using this podcast to find the love of my life. Hello, if you're out there. <laughs> We're gonna. We have to edit this and make it on a reel. <laughs> yeah. all right thanks for listening everyone it's been great um can't wait for the next episode next or sorry in two weeks actually we've switched to every tuesday now yeah just work with our schedules better yeah and to keep on on instagram so please follow us on instagram at cc podcast underscore and don't forget the underscore (laughs) yeah enjoy our content like our reels because sometimes they don't blow up (laughs) but sometimes the lamest ones do (laughs) yeah all right everyone have a great day all right have a good day marissa bye bye